Welcome to Coles on the Coast, the podcast where we talk about riding the waves of sustainability, preparedness, and living the small homestead life. I'm Charlie. And I'm Jessica. And tonight we're going to try not to get ourselves in trouble because there are certain things that in this podcast I may say things that I don't mean. So keep <laughs> that in mind. This is a Homestead Happenings report. Woo. We're recording this on Saturday instead of Sunday because... We have a busy day tomorrow, and we don't want to leave you guys without a podcast for the second time in a month. Well, I mean, the four people that listen to us? Oh, it's more than four. Sometimes. Sometimes. If it's more than four... Alright, so here's a test. If you listen to this podcast, and you actually want us to know that you listen to it, go and review us on Spotify, Google, Apple, any of the major podcast websites... And then go to our website, colesonthecoast.com, and go to the contact page and send us an email and tell us that you left us a review. That way, we'll have an idea as to who actually listens to the podcast, rather than just kind of relying on Podbean, because they have statistics and they don't really make any sense. No, they don't. There are some that we, it says we have like 150 listens, and then some that say we have eight. And then... Our family will tell us, oh, I loved your podcast last week, but it was one of the eight listens, and I don't know. It's interesting. And we don't quite know if what they tell us is completely accurate or not. I know that one guy listens to my podcast. I know that another guy has listened to half of the chicken episode. (laughs) And if you're that one guy that's listened to half the chicken episode, you need to catch up. There's a lot going on. You work first shift. I don't get to talk to you no more, so I can't complain. <laughs> All right. Oh, we I didn't put that in the notes for today. You started a new shift. You liking it? I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm beyond tired. I'm tired. I, don't, I didn't mean it's nice. You work night shift. You're in a... It's in a slower-paced environment, and you get to work on what you actually intend to work on, rather than having to do multiple things at once. So it it's easier in that aspect. Is it easier during that? I mean, Friday I was able to get the 3D printer running before I left. Yep. So I had something ready off the printer when I got home. I was able to start it again. That was the thing. I made another set of them. Oh, that's good. And what I'm talking about is the um, it's a repairware lid for a duct tape roll. So you've got the two inch hole in the middle of the duct tape roll. This is two caps that go on each side, and then allows you to put glue. Um, well, all right, fine. A little small thing of super glue, a little small thing of gorilla glue, some Sugru, which mm-hmm. is a moldable silicone. Um, glue, which I mean, it's kind of like if JB Weld was more skin safe and could you could form it into something and it hold a better position, because it's meant to kind of repair certain things. Maybe um, uh, what's it called when you add to something in order to increase its ability, make it more versatile. Sure. Uh, I'll remember the word later on, and it'll frustrate me until then. But you can 
like let's say you have a Roomba, right? And it keeps going underneath your couch, so you need to make little humps so mm-hmm. it'll catch on the edge of the couch. Well, you can use Sugru to mold little humps, and then 24 hours it's cured, and when it hits the couch, those okay. little humps catch it and move it around. So that's what Sugru does. But you basically, you create a universal accessory kit within a roll of duct tape. Yeah. Add some string and a needle and a packet of instant coffee. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you're good. Okay. All right, so it's basically a MacGyver kit. No. It is an universal accessory kit. <laughs> Not a MacGyver kit. A MacGyver kit is a paper clip, a push pin, a piece of gum, and a piece of Hershey's chocolate. Like, like, that's it. And some it. duct tape. He had duct and tape. And some duct tape and a Swiss Army knife. That's it, though. That's it. He could accomplish many great things. It's amazing what you can accomplish when you set your mind to it. Okay, fine. <laughs> so we've been 3D printing on our 3D printer. We hope to actually make that available to the public at some point. So keep listening. What else has been going on? We've got some livestock that's just a growing. We've got our chickens. They're getting really big. I look at them and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're not babies anymore. We got this rooster crowing in the backyard. The rooster crows, but the chickens don't lay eggs, so I mean... Yeah. We're still waiting for the hens to lay eggs. I'm watching. I'm getting a little tired of feeding these chickens and not getting anything in return. So, we we shall see. I did cover the the run for the, the little chickens. So, hopefully, they'll start pulling some weight on the eggs, because... I really would like more eggs. Our poor chickens um, that are laying are really starting to molt pretty bad, especially one of them. So we're only getting about four a day, typically. Every once in a while we'll get five a day. So I'm getting a little concerned for summer egg production. That's really important in our family. That's breakfast at least six days out of the week. (laughs) So we need a few more eggs. I was asked that question today, if we needed egg cartons. I'm like, no, well, we only get five eggs a day. And, uh, wait, so are your chickens slackers? Or, well, no, we only get five because we have five producing chickens. The other ones haven't produced yet. Yeah. And we eat eight a day, so, I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's a problem. It hopefully will be remedied soon. We'll see. Um, we've still got worms. Still a lot of worms. We like to feed them. They like to eat. That's working well. We probably should do more with what's coming out of the bottom of the bucket. I sh- yeah, we should probably swap them around, but I haven't done it yet. Um, other than that, we've had some baby birds show up in the yard. The screen and porch, or the screen. Well, one got caught on the screen because it didn't know what the heck it was doing. And I put it out on the other side of the house. But it seemed to know that it could fly. It just it didn't understand what a screen was and how to deal with that. Yeah. The kids and I found a, another baby bird, like, a couple days, a few days later. And it was still there the next morning, but later on that next day, I didn't see it again. So I don't know if a cat got it. There's a black cat that hangs out in the few, the L-shaped yards right here. Um, I don't know... If it made it back into its nest or what, I, I really don't know. I have no idea. So, 
that was kind of new. It's funny. It's always right there by the blueberries. The time I found the baby possum, that's where I put the baby possum, too. That was in a road. But you didn't even it. keep the baby possum. I did not keep the baby possum. I would have loved to raise that possum as my own. Really? Yes. Why? Because they become decent pets, and then they eat bad bugs. They do eat bad bugs. That's why I put him in our backyard. But he went away. I don't know where he went. That was a while back. Because his mama got squished. That's probably true. So our garden, we've been able to harvest a little bit. We've had some tomatoes, both from the compost tomatoes and from our tomato bushes. Um, I'm waiting for the San Marzanos. San Marzanos to start turning. There were a few of those that ended up with rossum, uh, blossom rot. Blossom end rot. Yeah, blossom end rot. And a couple other little rotty type issues. So we're, I don't know, down a quarter from what was on the bush because they had so many originally. So we'll see what we end up getting from that one. But our other tomatoes, our Rutger tomatoes out in the garden, they're doing pretty good. We just harvested the first one from there and several little, I guess they're plum tomatoes from the compost. They're tomatoes. plum tomatoes. Or, or grape tomatoes. No, they got to be plum tomatoes because they're too big to be grapes. I don't know. There's, there's, they're little tomatoes. It's something that we threw in the compost from something we bought at Publix. Yeah. And it took hold and grew. It's it's interesting. And it's done better than that. It's hilarious. It's doing so well. I usually just kind of take those as we get them and chop them up and put them with the tomatoes that I buy at the store because I, I don't have enough from our garden yet to really be using. And I, I make my pinko de gallo to go on Taco Tuesday tacos or whatever. That's what I do. Um, we've also gotten a cucumber from our cucumber plants. A cucumber. A cucumber. I'm so upset about the cucumbers. Well, you know, only one of the true cucumbers survived. The rest of them are, um, they're basically gourds. There are many in cucumbers. Well, even with the gourd cucumbers, I thought we would do fine with those. They were doing so great and they were taking over. So I started tying them up on the, what, what do we call those things? The trellis. The trellis. So I start tying it up with like a fabric, right? So that it doesn't pull on them. It doesn't like kill them and do such a good, I feel like I do such a good job with it. And then all of a sudden, none of the little cucumber plants are there anymore. Like there were little tiny little things. There's, I saw the two of them today when we went out there. Oh good. So maybe it'll still produce for us, but man alive, that was irritating. Cause I was like, thought I did so good for that. Anyway. Well, it's one of those where you don't have... There's not enough pollinators to actually pollinate everything that's on your plant. Mm. So maybe we need to plant more flowers next year? We need people to quit doing stupid stuff and putting insecticides in their grass. and. Uh, I think it's pretty bad around I mean, we, we do stupid stuff. We have mosquito guys come out and spray the whole backyard with pesticides. We have... You know, these turf companies come out and put pesticides all in our grass. Yeah. Not so, here. So, I mean, no, not at our, not house, our house, no, but, like, around us. <laughs> yeah. Right? And the same frustration that the, the honeybee keepers have is that you, the honeybees go out to collect pollen and nectar, and then they end up getting killed because of the freaking pesticides that people On the spraying. dandelions and stuff. Yeah. Isn't that what they say? Like, the dandelions are the first flower to come up in the spring, and if you spray it with weed killer, then you're 
essentially spraying your pollinators. I don't know if that's them. what they say, but I could see that happening. That's what I read this past year. If you've got true. dandelions, don't spray them. Just eat them. I, I read how they they have a job that they their root goes so deep down in the ground, it's actually trying to break up your soil. Yeah. There's and a... that once it does that, it won't grow there anymore. I mean, it only that's does why that we don't. It does its job. That's why we don't have dandelions in our backyard because it's all sand. Yeah. It's all kind of loose, so there's not, it doesn't, there's not enough compaction for them to grow. But if you have dandelions, pick them, mm-hmm. wash the leaves, and eat them because they're decent. Yeah, they're not too bad. They're decent food. They're kind of like a collard green, but way more bitter. Yeah, it's more bitter. Um, and then you can turn the roots and the flowers and the. You know, the whole plant and the tea, if you want to. Yeah. We sautéed the leaves and then um, put a lot of Parmesan cheese. I mean, a lot of Parmesan cheese and some butter on them. They were good. And they were pretty good. But I wouldn't want to eat them for every meal, but I think it's a very antioxidant and vitamin-rich food to eat. Well, and the thing is, is that we don't get enough bit, bitter taste in our diets, right? Yeah, that's true. So, the... When you get bitter taste in your diet, it helps to stimulate your digestion. That's why in the old days, when Angostura bitters first started, they it was a, a dietary tonic, basically. Yeah. You take like a little, what they call a pony glass, which is like two teaspoons or something like that. Yeah. And you take and drink that, and it helped to stimulate the digestion. Okay. I mean, there's another brand of uh, something. It's called Underberg. It's a German digestive. After you eat, you drink a bottle of that. It, you taste the bitters. It gives, you know. Did you mean to say glass? You said bottle. It's a little tiny bottle. Oh, okay. With a green cap and a paper wrapper. You pull the paper off. You unscrew the green cap. You shoot it all at once. Okay. Interesting. I haven't heard that one. But... It's, it's another thing. Bitter is good for you. You need to embrace it. You need to eat more of it. All right. We shall work on that. Um, so tomatoes, cucumbers, we gather, you gathered two pumpkins from our compost pumpkins. I did. And that was by necessity because one had a, a vine borer in the pumpkin like skin. Yeah. I picked it. And I didn't find that out until we, like I thought it just had a little bit of rot on it. It wasn't until I went to, like, brush it off. I think I picked it, and then I wiped it. And when I wiped it, I found the worm in it. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, and then it ended up having some bores in the vine, too, after that. So it was good we picked it. And then I picked the other one. It was still a little bit green, but it's nice and orange now. So I don't know what we're going to do with those guys. We haven't cut them open yet. We'll see. I don't think it's going to have a lot of meat. We should cut them open and see, at least. Yeah. Then we've also gathered a couple of little eggplants and, of course, blueberries. We'll go back to blueberries, but the eggplants, I finally cut them up and sautéed them today. Um, oh, and some noodle beans. And and uh, jalapenos. Oh, yeah, jalapenos, too. And bell peppers. And bell peppers. Not very big bell peppers. But... No, they're little, <laughs> but they're producing great. Those are the ones that my grandmother gave me that we weren't quite sure if they were bell peppers or not. Yeah. <laughs> they're doing great we're getting more bell peppers than most other things but um tonight for dinner i decided to go ahead and chop up the little bit of japanese noodle beans that we had 
and the two little eggplants and I cooked them in some cocoa aminos which if you don't know what that is it's kind of like instead of using soy sauce you can use cocoa aminos so it's kind of got the flavor of soy sauce but it doesn't have a lot of the stuff that Casper can't have in it and a little bit of extra Redmond salt and a little bit of ground ginger and it was really tasty my mom even liked it well I mean they're special eggplants because they're Japanese. They're designed... Well, I don't know what they're actually called. Ichiban or something like that. They're, the skin is thin. Mm-hmm. It's designed to be eaten raw. Like, it's crossbred in order mm-hmm. to be eaten raw. And the flesh tastes sweet. rather than sweet. Rather than being bitter like the regular eggplant. I actually almost put a dash of Angostura in there to so, add some bitter. I mean... It, it makes it, I'm glad I bought them because they're actually really decent. They are, yeah. So I still haven't done with them what I wanted to do with them. I want to make either a lasagna with them or I have added the one that we had to pick. One that it? busted. Yeah, the one that busted. I cut the bust off of it and chopped it really fine and added it to our spaghetti that we ate one day. And then... Um, but I still want to make little pizzas out of eggplants because I did that with real eggplants one time. And oh, it was delicious. Yeah. Well, so we'll see. I don't know if we'll be able to do that with these. Yeah, we aren't getting as many as I thought we would. Because you, you take and you slice the eggplant and you soak it in salt water. And then you put your toppings and everything on mm-hmm. it and then you bake it. Yep, and it's, it's like It's like eggplant parmesan, but more like eggplant Italian pizza. Yeah. Type. Oh, it's so good. It was really tasty. All the kids liked it. I don't know if I would want Casper to eat it anymore, but poor dude. Back to the blueberries. Our blueberry bushes are doing really well. The kids are eating them as fast as the blueberries turn blue. And that is much to our youngest son's detriment. He He's not doing good with the blueberries, unfortunately. I wonder if he has some sort of allergy or if his gut flare-up's just so bad that it, he's having allergic-type reactions to it. I don't know. I'm very confused and don't know what to do. I don't know if I want to take him to a doctor, if I just want to go back to nothing with any kind of sweet in it for him. All right. I don't know. So should we breach the topic and say that the doctor has given us a, um, a method of clearing his bowels. Yeah. Which we don't agree with because... A certain product that starts with uh, Mira and ends with something that rhymes with lax (laughs) doesn't tend to do well with young kids. I mean, there are, it's not really scientific studies, but there's evidence that it can cause behavioral issues in children because it's polyethylene glycol. It's not good for you, basically. It's like an antifreeze... Alright, antifreeze is called ethylene glycol. Then you have the stuff that's in toothpaste, which is propylene glycol. Mm -hmm. This stuff is polyethylene glycol, which the body doesn't absorb, right? They say it doesn't absorb it. But whatever it can do in adolescence can cause them to become violent in their behavior. And we don't really want to subject our child to that, mainly because... The bottle says 
not to give to anybody under 12. I mean, there's there are other medications and stuff that says that too. And not to take more than three days in a row. I mean, like... But it, it is... <laughs> I didn't enjoy taking it whenever I was told to take it from a GI doctor. Like, I was put on that as part of my issues after having my firstborn. And it didn't make me feel well. Oh, secondborn? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a kid. I had issues... That's what they wanted me to do all the time. The doctor said he takes it every day in order to stay regular. And that doctor did not look healthy, guys. His skin was blue. He was blue. He had a tuft of hair on the top of his head. And he he looked like a mad scientist, but without the fluffy hair. He looked like Doc Brown, but with a little little tiny bit of hair hair. and blue skin. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh. Oh, man. But anyway... I don't know. Because, let's look at it this way. There's certain medicines that were not allowed to be used off-label, even though they may have been effective and not harmful in that off-label usage. Okay. And you know what I'm talking about. If if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to mention the rest of it. So, why would we use a different drug that's off-label... Why would you use it off-label if off-label stuff is dangerous? It's bad for you. Right? Um, I'm applying the same logic, right? It is very interesting. It should only be used the way it's prescribed. And I don't understand how it would really completely empty out the bowels anyway. Because the doctor said to use that to clear the bowels and then to add in a lot of probiotics into his diet. But again... He's two. How do I add that into his diet? The way I was doing it was with peanut butter, but I'm not 100% sure that the peanut butter is very good for him either, even though it's just peanuts and salt. I think it's an irritant to his bowels as well. I really, really want to take him to a good homeopathic or natural doctor, but I can't seem to find one around here. So I'm stuck. I I don't know what to do at this point, except try to keep him from eating all fruits and vegetables. Just wait until the muscadines turn right. I know, and he's going to be so sick all the time. It's going to be terrible. He's already got blisters so bad. But anyway, moving on, that was our youngest son. Our oldest daughter, she's learning her letter sounds. We worked on the short A and the short E sound. That's good. Yeah. She has a little poem that she learned. Oh, yeah. (laughs) and uh we'll keep working on that she's not nearly as excited to learn these things even though she's realized the little lessons are short enough that it's not too Mm -hmm. bad but she i think would she's always more interested in math i think jojo likes to learn better than he sits there okay he sits right with us when we do the lessons, but he won't repeat after me. He doesn't like he me doesn't to tell re- him what to do. He doesn't repeat after you, but he will say stuff after the fact. He will. He will. And I think that has to do with the apraxia of speech. Speaking of JoJo, he's had a lot more CAS moments this past week. What? So. Yeah. What does that mean? Childhood apraxia of speech. Like what? Uh, motor planning issues. Well, he called me on the phone. It'd take him a minute to process what he was saying. Mm-hmm. That's happened several times. But some week. days, some days it's perfectly fine. Yeah, he'll, yeah. He'll just 
He'll look at you, and he'll tell you exactly what he's thinking, and he'll say it exactly the way it should be. And then some days, he has to stop and think and formulate how he's going to say it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not like me, right? So I'm, like I'm here and I'm trying to figure out what word to use. He's trying to figure out how to make his it. mouth fit the word that he's trying to say. Yeah. It's completely, totally different. Yeah. It, it can be a struggle for him. It's happened several times this week, though. Um, with me, with you, with his grandparents. And then usually when he, if he can't figure out how to say it, he'll just say, never mind. And he won't worry about it. Yeah. Even though it was something he was trying to tell you. And I've had, he's had a few words that he said differently multiple times in a row. Like, every time a little different. So, I, I'm i not upset about it because I knew it was, it probably would happen. But I know at some point we probably will be making that trek down to the speech therapist again. I don't think it's imminent. It's not now. No, but it's not now. But it, it will come, I think. He will need a little bit more help. But that's fine. That's okay. I'm... I'm happy to give him what he needs to be able to help him to communicate well with other people. Oh. So, <laughs> it's it's easier to do that when certain things are in play. <clears throat> right. I don't. I'm not following you now. <laughs> the national poverty level, like, oh. we still fall under the poverty level, <laughs> so we still are actually qualified for all the stuff that we ended up getting while I was out of work so well we never got food stamps no but I'm just I, and we're not going to be qualified for that but everything else Medicaid and whatnot the kids yeah it's, and you know we, we want to get off of it but see the thing is is that the state won't necessarily let you off of it yeah once you're in you're just kind of in and they, they actually told me that when I called, because I was concerned about me getting on Blue Cross Blue Shield, for or, you know, with your job when you got back on. And she's like, "We're not gonna kick you off. It'll just become your secondary. You don't have to say anything about it. You just do your other insurance first, and then this will pick up as a secondary." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." Although it doesn't actually pick up as a secondary, it just exists. It just exists because they don't pay for anything that I have done. <laughs> <laughs> it exists, and then if you're to lose the primary coverage, it would take over. Yeah, it's, the idea. it's interesting, but there's only certain things they'll pay for. They don't, they don't I pay know. for chiropractic care. They don't care pay for physical therapy. They don't pay for dental. If well, they do now, but you have to have had a baby within the last year, with and you had to have the baby after a certain date, which I didn't have the baby anyway. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I have had my final visit at the dentist for a while. I think. I don't know. There's some work that will probably have to be done. But not now. Charlie, what's new in your life? Uh, I mean, I we started... Talked about your job. Sec did we talk about that already? Second shift? Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's not really anything that's new, new. Just been trying to cope with... Staying up till midnight and getting up at 6.30 in the morning. That first day you got up for work, you did your exercises. I did. And then... I was proud. The intention was to do it three times within a week. 
Okay. It's, it's the idea. We so should like we should make each other Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Monday, Thursday, Saturday, or whatever. And well, it didn't happen. Do you get enticed by like a sticker chart? No, I don't get enticed by a sticker chart. What does entice you? I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> because what entices me is counterintuitive to what I need to be doing. Oh well, oh well. Which is why, like, when um, the necessity of needing to cut someone's grass for sixty-five bucks. That was a more enticing situation, right? Because I had to do it. And so then I got exercised by doing that. I see. But. Yeah, he was pushing, push mowing the grass to get his $65. It was a hard $65. It's a long daggum day. There's three, three yards I had to cut in one day. Yeah. Push mowed every single one of them. Probably we could have done that smarter, but. That's all we could, we that's all we could do with what we had. That moment. But. At the moment. I'm still thinking about making small first aid kits to sell in our buy me a coffee shop. Okay. I mean I don't know. I mean I want them to be bigger than what <laughs> I want to make like I can't afford right now to purchase all the products to make what I want to make. I see. So I have to like build this in stages. So I have to make a smaller kit and then if people like that and buy it, I have to make an expansion for it. I have to make another expansion. Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> I have the ideas. It's there. It's ready to go. If people want to get them, they can email me. Go to coalsonthecoast.com. And go to our contact page and send us an email and say, yes, I want a pocket first aid kit. All right. I don't know the price yet. Just let me know that you're interested. If you're willing to buy something that's like, you know, 35 bucks and that's got high quality good items in it, then just send me an email and say, yes, I'm interested in this. And then that'll give me an incentive to go and acquire all the stuff I need in order to make these kits. There you go. All right. That's the holdup. All right. Well. Because, I mean, I've got one right there. Right there. Right, right here there. on the counter. Yeah. It's ready to go. It's in a nice uh, it's banana in a, bag or something. Yeah, it's in a banana bag. But I'll send you this one. With Nobody the, knows what a banana bag is, though. Nope. I don't care. <laughs> I'll send you this particular one with the out-of-date medicines for $65. Oh, you're full of it. So, but this is supposed to be in the diaper bag. Why is it not? I don't even know what's in it, though. Oh, First aid kits won't help you if you don't know what's in it. I have to show you. Okay, but we're not talking about first aid kits today. We have an anniversary. Yeah, it's been one year since we started the podcast. No, it hasn't. <laughs> oh, well, then what is the anniversary? You and I got married eight years ago. No, we didn't. Oh, my gosh, I forgot. Oh, <laughs> he's lying, guys. Look how much louder that is that you just did. <laughs> and our two-year-old that woke up is laughing at us. Anyway, so we're celebrating eight years of being married to each other. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. It's nothing. Right. 
eight years of like 15 and a half minutes. <laughs> and the most depressing news of all. What? Our air conditioner went out. No, it didn't. It wasn't working well. Well, I mean, when the power bill came in, it was 267 or $76, whatever it was. Like, yeah, something's not quite right. But the AC has a leak in the, what, the coil? The coil. The evaporator coil. So we had to have the whole system replaced. Well. Depending on who right. you talk to. You can do a conversion, but you have to have the air handler replaced. And then eventually, because the system is 20 years old, it's, it's actually 19 years old. You'd eventually have to have the outside unit replaced. So, all right, all right, here's the thing. You can have the inside unit replaced, evacuate all the old Freon out that they don't produce anymore, add a replacement Freon in, and then eventually replace the outside unit, which is still contaminated with the old Freon, mm -hmm. which would require you to replace the inside unit again Mm-hmm. Or you replace the whole thing at one time. Uh-huh. So, it's easier to go and buy a $200 air conditioner and then <laughs> borrow three of them from everybody else until you can afford to pay for the daggum air conditioner. And, by the way, do not use home warranty companies. Yeah. They, I mean, the home warranty company is not necessarily bad. All right, I'll, I'll go ahead and say that. And if you go to the Better Business Bureau, it indicates that thing, right? They are an entity that hires people as independent contractors to do work for them, mm -hmm. right? So none of the blame actually goes back to them. Right. Unless you're Bernard, and you want to tell me that everything's approved and authorized, and not mention the $870 payment that I'm going to have to pay out of pocket. Right. All right. But the thing is, is home warranty companies will hire out the people that are more willing to get as much money as they can because they can't get any money anywhere else. Yeah. Right? So you've got small startup companies that have only been in business for five years. They're going to do warranty claims because mm -hmm. they're going to get paid regardless of whether the service is good or bad or indifferent. Right. And you know what? I don't want a good, bad, or indifferent service in my house. Yeah, it was a little creepy. The people that they sent in had an unmarked vehicle, did I mean, not have company shirts on, and quite honestly, I'm pretty sure they didn't know much about air conditioners. Well, I mean, I didn't have a company shirt on when I was doing tile either. Well, I guess. But the thing is, is when they show up and they've got five different containers, five different Freons, and just a coil of copper tubing... It gives me a bad vibe because I'm like, what are they wanting to do to my house? Because your air conditioner is one thing, but you have to go through the house in some way, shape, or form in order to access it. Yeah. What are they wanting to do to access my air conditioner and, then and they replace it? And then he was like, you might have to take out part of this wall, and that's on you. And I'm like, what? The wall? Yeah, I don't uh, yeah, I don't I mean, either. Maybe that's the same way with the other guy that we that we hired to come out and look at it. But I mean, I don't know. 
when you go on Google and you have a 1.2 star review, you cancel the request. Then you put in a new request, and then when you get a 2.6 star review, you feel just a little bit better. Yeah. Because it's not 1.2. Yeah. But it's not five stars like the people we called, <laughs> or five star stars like the people that we've been, you know, recommended to call. Recommended to call. Don't get home warranties. They're not. They're not worth it. Just put that seven hundred and twenty-five dollars a year in a savings account for when your thing messes up. I mean, up. if your refrigerator breaks, that's one thing. If your air conditioner breaks, that's another thing. You're still gonna have out-of-pocket costs, and mm -hmm. the home warranty company is just gonna go with the cheapest solution yes. they can afford. And yes. they say that it was a replacement of the inside unit. A safety switch install, a plenum change, a refrigerant recapture. Like, it didn't talk about how much the refrigerant was going to be. Oh. Like, it didn't say, we're going to recharge the system with this much refrigerant at this amount. Yeah. Well, Bernard said it said that. No, he didn't. He didn't say that. He said it was right there. When you talked to him about what he said, didn't say anything. He said refrigerant recapture. Oh, okay. And he said, yeah, it says something about the R22 system. But the thing is, is R22 is like $100 of daggum pound. And we need 15 pounds or so in our unit. So it's $1,500 to fill the thing up once you escape it. Yeah. So it's like, it's not, it's not worth dealing with. Yeah. So and, and it's put you hot, a, guys. That's it, what we're saying. We're hot, and we're looking down the tube of spending a lot of money any way we look at it. So if you want to support us, go to our Buy Me a Coffee. Select how many coffees would they need to buy? A bunch. 2,000 <laughs> coffees, right? And donate $10,000 to us so that we can purchase a brand new air conditioner for our house. That, that's how much they told us. The first group told us it would be to replace... And I, I need to call them and ask, but I don't know if that's the whole thing or if that's just the unit. Oh, that's a good question. Oh, good point. I think it's I think it's all of it, but I need to verify. Make sure we know what we're looking at. Yeah. I don't know, guys. It's really hot here in southern Alabama. It's not that bad. It. I'm hot. It. Go work out in the sunlight for a year and then. You walk in that cool-er house. Cool-er house? Cool-er house. That's like we have, 82 degrees. We have a sunroom got, with an air conditioner. We have a this living room with two. The password is dead? Yeah. What's that got to do with the air conditioner? Anyway, we have a sunroom with an air conditioner. We sh what we should probably do is take the air conditioner out of the sunroom and put it in a different room. Well, then we should put all of my instruments in a different room. All right, fine. I mean, my issue is that I the have sunroom to have actually is very comfortable. Yes, it is. We probably should move into the sunroom. Is probably what we should do. But anyway, it's we went through all the rigmarole with this warranty company. Just to get to the point where they said that we will give you a cash reimbursement for the price that we were going to pay this other company 
to do the work at your house. Which was next to nothing. Which, I mean, it's $1,600, right? That means that whatever they were buying was a cut rate unit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They, you know, I was still going to, well, see, the thing is, it's $1,600, and I still had to pay $870 out of pocket. I know, that's crazy. To do it, right? So it's still a 250000 or $2,500 thing. Yeah. But. I don't know, guys. It's a lot. We got forty days to 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 get ten thousand dollars so that we can pay for the company to come in and replace the unit, and then submit that invoice and get paid back our reimbursement of sixteen hundred dollars. Which would be a few payments of the ten thousand dollar <coughs> loan to get to pay for it. Well, if we have people donate, see, so here's the thing, guys. We can either take a loan out and have interest to pay, or you can donate. And then we can pay taxes on that. And because this is a business business expense, the taxes are, I don't know, the way that works out is kind of different. But Yeah, $10,000. If anybody wants to write me a check, send me an email at coast at protonmail.com. If you want some blueberry jelly, let us know. We can but if you you're from, jelly. if you're from Nigeria, or if you're a prince or a king... Do not send me a message. I don't want to hear you from me. Nope. All right. Did you say blueberry jelly? I said blueberry jelly. What blueberries are we using to make blueberry jelly? I still got some in the freezer. All right. And in a month, if you want muscadine jelly. All of one. Um, no, no. Blueberries jellies at the store. There's blueberries at the store? Yeah. Nobody wants blueberry jelly made from blueberries at the store. Blueberries. Donuts. You're right, bud. Come on, But if you want muscadine jelly, we'll have that toward the end of August. We've got muscadine vines that are loaded down. Ready to pick. Toward the end of August, as long as the, the um, children don't eat them all when they that get right or the hurricanes don't blow them all off the vine. Yeah. Which here's another thing we we haven't sent out our hurricane preparedness um checklist. So if you haven't signed up for our newsletter, make sure you do. We have it mostly done. It's mostly done. It needs a few tweaks. Um. What we'll do is everybody that signed up. For the newsletter, before we send it out, we'll get it for free. Everybody that's not signed up for the newsletter, after we send it out, you can, get on you can go coffee. to Buy Me a Coffee and find it in an, either the shop or the extras, whichever way we set it up, and it'll be a dollar. You can download the PDF for a dollar. Yep. So that'll be the, the way we do it. And... Um, and if we make any changes, we'll make sure to upload it, the the new revised version to it too, as well. Some of it is a little bit um, complicated because we do reference things that we've talked about in other episodes. So, um, if you see anything on there that causes a question, feel free to send us an email. We will, you know, sit, uh, send you an email back and explain what we're talking about. 
So like yeah. the universal game kit, the universal accessory kit, the pug out bag. Anything like that will answer your questions and kind of get you in the right direction. Um, so for the rest of this episode, we're pretty much done. We just want to remind you that if you want to support us, remember that we have the Buy Me a Coffee page. And um, if you want to learn more about that, go to our website, colesonthecoast.com, and you can see the Buy Me a Coffee in the bottom right-hand corner of the page. It will pop up and ask you for a donation. You can support us with Buy Me a Coffee by either buying one coffee at $5 or up to however many coffees you want to buy at $5 each. Or you can click on the link and go to our page. You can see our goals that we're trying to accomplish, whether it's a MacBook for us to be able to produce the podcast more effectively, or an air conditioner to make sure that we survive the summer here in South Alabama. <laughs> right? You can you can click on one of those and support those goals. Um, you can also visit um, colesonthecoast.com forward slash charlies dash small dash engines and you can request a, a quote for a small engine repair i repair generators pressure washers lawnmowers whatever you've got um i'm not one to just take you for your money and just do something and then it not be you know functional at the end if there's something that you've got that won't work even if i spend two or three or four hours working on it I'm not going to charge you for two or three or four hours, right? I'm going to tell you that this thing is not worth your money to fix. You need to go get something else. So if, if you want somebody that's relatively honest, right? Because, I mean, I do make mistakes and I make the bad call, but I try to be as honest as I can and give you the best deal that you can get for what I can do. So if you want to support us that way, you can call Smallies, Char- Smallies, <laughs> Charlie Small Engines, and uh, request a quote. Or, if you're interested in music, and you want to learn piano or violin, you can call Jessica at, I'm not going to give you the phone number, you can go to the website and you send us an email at colesontheghost.com, the contact page. And uh, send us an email and ask Jessica for either violin or piano lessons because she can do both up to what what levels do you do? Beginning piano. So beginning piano and maybe more advanced uh, yeah. violin, right? Yeah. So just it, call me. Call Jessica and or send us an email then we'll reach out to you and then um, you can support us that way. Um, but otherwise, I think this is the, the end of the episode for this week. I hope you have a great week. And um, we'll see you next time. All right. We appreciate y'all listening. Bye.